Good morning. We begin with breaking news. We're standing by for an announcement from the Queensland Police Commissioner, Katerina Carroll, who's indicated she may not continue on as top cop when her contract comes to an end. Live to reporter Steve Hart in Brisbane. Steve, good morning. The Commissioner has been under immense pressure. She has indeed. Good morning. And yeah, just behind me here in police headquarters here in Brisbane, we're expecting the commissioner to announce her resignation. Her contract, a five-year contract, expires in July. We got a text from her last night indicating she was weighing up her options about uh, not asking for an extension on that contract. She was to meet with the police minister this morning, Mark Ryan. What we understand, Anne, is that meeting has taken place where she's told the police minister she will be resigning. We're unclear on what that timeline will look like, but as you mentioned, up the top. She's been under immense pressure. Uh, the, the crime crisis in Queensland is just out of control, particularly youth crime. And the most recent catalyst is the uh, standing down of a senior Gold Coast officer uh, after he authorised colleagues to ram a stolen car that was driven by armed youths. Uh, many frontline police just say that's not good enough for their ability or uh, in hindering them into trying to get this youth crime crisis, uh, uh, you know, under in some sort of control. And so, therefore, she'd lost confidence of frontline officers and the union and uh, the commissioner I think you'll find in about 10 minutes time will announce that she is resigning from the top job Anne. Steve Hart with that breaking news from Brisbane. Thank you very much Steve. It was a slow crawl into the city for Sydney drivers this morning, with traffic banked up for kilometres after a police operation on the Harbour Bridge. Natasha Squarey has the details. Well, traffic on the Harbour Bridge is moving fairly smoothly now, but it was a rough start to the day for thousands of commuters, with some almost an hour late for work. A delicate police operation near the north pylon of the bridge closed multiple lanes in both directions around 6am after a man was found sitting on a ledge. Emergency crews, including paramedics, were called to the scene and only one northbound lane was open and three southbound. Traffic crawled as police negotiators were brought in. At one stage, cars were backed up for eight kilometres past the Anzac Bridge to Lilyfield and more than 16 kilometres to the Lane Cove Tunnel. Delays also flowed on to the eastern distributor with heavy traffic on the Carhill Expressway. Buses were, of course, delayed too. Probably an extra 30 minutes, 20 at least. Yeah, are you yeah. late for anything? This yes, time? I am. I've just yeah. had to call a client and say, yeah, I'll be late. How yeah. much longer did it take you? Oh, I don't know, about 40 minutes or an hour. Everyone is at a standstill, so um, yeah, not good times this morning. Others avoided the gridlock by walking. And how did you get across? I walked across the cycleway, which was quite harrowing. <laughs> the man managed to come down safely around 8.30 and all lanes on the bridge were reopened by 9am. More breaking news now. The Australian Navy is about to receive radical upgrades in preparation for any potential conflict in the Indo-Pacific. An $11 billion cash injection will be delivered over the next decade, expanding its warship fleet from 11 to 26 vessels. The Navy will also acquire 11 new frigates to replace Anzac-class ships, as well as six unmanned drones. This will be a critical national asset for the country. It builds sovereign capability, but it builds industrial capability within our broader economy. The upgraded fleet will become Australia's largest since the Second World War. 
Australia's Border Force Commissioner has made a rare interjection into the political debate around boat arrivals. Live to Ben Downey in Canberra. Ben, good morning. He's hit back at claims of funding cuts. Good morning, and Yes, Commissioner Michael Outram says funding for Border Force is at the highest level in the organisation's history. He said it in response to repeated claims from Peter Dutton that $600 million had been cut from the agency. The Commissioner says instead of a deficit, there are hundreds of millions of dollars extra supporting maritime and land-based operations. And it follows a warning from the Operation Sovereign Borders Commander as well that any alternate narrative will be exploited by people smugglers, those who are able to successfully bring 39 asylum seekers to Western Australia's Dampier Peninsula recently. That's before they were detained by border force and flown to Nauru for offshore processing. The Prime Minister promised none of those arrivals will ever resettle in Australia, while also criticising the opposition for undermining Australia's border security, saying people smugglers will use Peter Dutton's comments to sell spots on boats bound for our shores. But the rebuke from Border Force hasn't stopped the Coalition repeating the claims this morning. The last budget saw Labor rip some $600 million out of border protection policies in taking that money away. The Australian Border Force Commissioner admitted that it would see border force controls stretched. At the healthy funding levels, Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill is reportedly preparing another cash injection in the upcoming federal budget. Anne? Ben Downey reporting from Canberra. Sydney's asbestos crisis is expanding with the dangerous substance found in mulch at a park in the city's inner west within the past 24 hours. Parts of Bicentennial Park at Glebe have now been fenced off, along with North Rosebury Park, an aged care facility at St Ives and an industrial area in Rouse Hill. Testing is also being conducted at two schools near Mary MacKillop Catholic Parish at Oran Park. It brings the total number of sites where bonded asbestos has been found to 47.